Good morning, everyone. Um, so this message is coming from Matthew 10 um, verses, I believe it's 34 through 37. Um, so one of the things that I always pray for people when I, when I pray, right? It's like, I just declare peace in Jesus name. Like that's, that's like my first thing that I pray for somebody when I am starting off to pray for someone. Right. And, um, one of the things today I was, um, in prayer with God and one of the things he was, he was, he revealed to me, he was just like, no, this situation, my peace is, I've, I've removed my peace from this situation. So this situation it's like it's it's crazy because it's like we 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 see Jesus and he's the prince of peace. He came to bring us peace. He wants us to have peace. Like God wants us to have peace. But sometimes when we put ourselves in situations and when we put ourselves in these disobedient situations, God will remove the peace and he will allow friction to happen. He will allow chaos. He will allow confusion. He will allow turmoil. He will allow these things. Why? Because he wants you to see that his peace has been removed. He wants you to see that whatever situation you're in, it is it is supposing his will for your life. But if you go into something and you always have peace, it's always fun, it's always desirable, it's always pleasurable, how will you ever see that it's against God's will for your life? Sometimes when people are so blind, God has to literally remove the peace. He has to literally cause friction. He cannot allow you to find any more pleasure in what you're doing because that's the only way you're gonna ever turn. And so sometimes God was like, no, 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 no. You don't pray peace over this situation. I need, I need, I need them to see my peace is gone. I need them to see that I've caused friction. I need them to see that there's the, the turmoil. I need them to see the dysfunction. I need them to see how this is destroying their lives because if they don't see it and you constantly pray in peace over them and they don't see that my peace has been removed, then guess what? They're going to stay in it. So sometimes God will remove his himself. I, I, I didn't cover you. I didn't have mercy on you, but I'm going to remove myself so that you can see that the covering is gone so that you can see that the peace is no longer there so that you can see that the mercy that you've been riding on the wave of mercy you've been riding on. is no longer there. And now you have to deal with the, the now you have to deal with this this real demon. Now you have to deal with this situation that you've been in that has been opposing my will this whole time. And maybe you didn't know. Maybe dysfunction was your norm, right? You didn't know what real peace was. You didn't know, you know what I'm saying? You didn't know the little, you didn't know, you didn't realize you had a little bit of peace of mind until God withdrew himself and your peace of mind was just, it was gone. That situation had completely no peace in it no more. But he didn't do it because he didn't love you. He, he, he didn't do it because you know, he gave up on you or he just wanted you to suffer. He did it because he wanted you to see, okay, something ain't right here. I, I got to get out of this. I got I to gotta do something different now. Okay, I ain't got no peace in this. Okay, I'm tormented. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm messed up. I'm jacked up. I need, I, okay, I need, to, I need to go where my peace is. I need to go get my peace back. And, and your peace can't come from that situation because that situation, your peace can never come from a situation that's disturbing your peace. So stop looking for, you know, people to be your peace. Stop looking for a situation or a person that's tormenting you or disturbing your peace to be your peace. They're not, they're not going to be, a person cannot be your peace. God is your peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Your peace is in him. Okay. Now, if you're not in him, I doubt that you have any peace. 
So let me just read it. Let me just read the um, scripture. Um, just bear with me here. Um, so it's um, Matthew chapter 10. Verses 34 through 36. It says, do not think that I have come to bring peace on the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword of division between belief and unbelief. Okay. So this is a scripture God gave me to back up what he was revealing to me in prayer, because I'm like, God, how can I not pray peace over them? Like, I no, like I want them to have peace. I want, you know, I want this person to have peace, you know, in their mind, like God, like, no, uh-uh, I'm snatching my peace back because I didn't come to bring peace to dysfunctional situations. I didn't come to bring peace between, um, and, and he goes even further. He says, for I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a mother-in-law against her mother, um, against her daughter-in-law and a man's enemies will be the members of his own household when one believes and another does not. And so he was saying pretty much there, like, not that God wants to divide families, but he's saying like when you when I come in to a household, when I come into a family and some of those people believe me and some of those people don't believe me, you're going to see the household divided against itself. OK, because you're going to know the difference between those who believe and those who don't believe. And so one of the things he was telling me, he was like, I've removed my peace. OK, from that situation, from that house, there's no peace there. OK, so. You can pray peace all you want to pray, but I remove my peace because I need people to see the difference between my covering when my covering was there and when my covering has been removed. Okay, they need to see the difference. And sometimes we got to we God got to shake us up. He got to shake some things up in our life. Things can't be all easy peasy and go all smooth because especially when we're in those situations that oppose him, especially when we're in disobedience to him, especially when we're in situations that oppose his will. We cannot, he cannot allow us to be comfortable. He will let you ride. I'm telling you, we will be getting by on mercy for a little bit. Okay. But after a while, it's going to get uncomfortable and God going to make it to where it's like, okay, I can't, I can't sit in this no more. I can't stay in this no more. I ain't got no peace now. I, I'm uncomfortable now. You know what I'm saying? God will cause the, let, allow the friction to happen. Okay. We see here that he does come in and he calls, he, he causes a sword. OK, he causes a shift and he shakes some things up so that people can see the difference. Be thankful for the friction. Sometimes we think about things that we've had to go through or we think about situations that we've had to endure in our disobedience. Like, you know, the hurt, the pain, the friction, the arguing, the fighting, all that stuff. And we'd be like, I'm, I mean, I'm thankful for it now because had I not gone through those things, I wouldn't have seen my need for God. I wouldn't have seen my need to get out of it. I wouldn't have seen it as dysfunction. I wouldn't have seen it as toxic had God not removed his covering, had God not removed his his um his peace. Okay? When you know what peace is and then your peace gets snatched from you, you're gonna be tormented day and night. You're gonna be bracing thoughts, mind going crazy. You can't even, you know what I'm saying? You can't even think straight. Okay, and don't look for the thing that you in disobedience with or the person that you in disobedience with 
to give you peace. They're not going to give you peace. Okay. The moment the, the only, the only thing that the person that you're in disobedience with, the only thing that they can ever give you is temporary satisfaction. Okay. They cannot give you anything for the long haul. They cannot give you joy. They cannot give you peace. They cannot heal you. They cannot help you. They cannot deliver you. They cannot do none of that. The only thing that they can ever do for you was help you cope your way through you not having God's covering no more. And eventually they, that situation is going to turn on you. Okay. Like, and I'm telling you, like the friction will force you out of the situation. Literally when we refuse to leave, when God is telling us to leave and we have stayed beyond our expiration date in situations, God will force you to leave a situation. So, and this happened to me plenty of times. Sometimes it's a job. Sometimes it's a place of living. You know what I'm saying? When God says move, you move. When God says get out of that, you get out of that. And walk away while you still can. And he will give you the supernatural strength to do that. If God is calling you out of a disobedient place, if God is calling you out of a situation, if God is calling you out of a familiar place in your life where you've been stuck in, where you've been comfortable, where you refuse to, you know, change and conform to his ways of doing things, he will allow stuff to happen that's going to force you out of that. I'd rather go willingly than be forced. Okay, I'd rather go willingly I'd rather go and just say, yes, Lord, I'm out of here than to be forced out. Because when you are forced out, sometimes it's more pain. It's more painful. It's more heartache. It's more uncomfortable versus you saying, okay, God, I hear what you're saying. I see what you're doing. I, I see this is not your will for my life. I, I'm, I'm willing. I'm surrendering. I'm submitting. Let's get out of this. Let's move forward. When you do it that way, will it be uncomfortable? Yes. Will it feel good all the time. No, but guess what will happen? God will always make sure that you're strengthened. He'll make sure that you're taken care of. He'll make sure that you get your peace back. And you'll find that once you leave that situation, God is God will give you your peace back. Just like he did Job. Not to say that Job was disobedient because he really didn't do anything, but you know what I'm saying? Just the, just the whole, you go through the whole restoration process. You obeyed me for a season. I had to remove myself from that situation that, that you were diso disobeying me in. And I let you see for yourself what how it was destroying you. But when you returned to me, I had compassion on you. I loved you. I, not that I didn't love you before because I always have loved you. But I gave you everything that you needed to have. I gave it back to you. Everything that you lost in that situation, your peace, your mind. Your stability, I gave it back to you so that you can serve me. So I just want to encourage you guys, if you are in a situation, it's a lot of turmoil, it's a lot of friction. Don't don't blame the devil automatically, okay? Don't say, oh, the devil is busy, the devil is... It could be God because that situation is opposing his will for your life and you don't understand why it just ain't working out. And it's just like, I don't get it. All this stuff keeps happening. It's not the enemy. It's God telling you this situation is not for you. You need to get out. And he will help you. Okay. 
life is not supposed to be a whole bunch of turmoil and chaos all the time. If something is really in the will of God, you're going to have peace in it. And not only will you have peace in it, it's going to have a favor, the favor of God on it. Okay. It's going to have a flow in it. God is going to be on the throne of it. So I was just like, this is something I was in prayer. I was like, no peace, Lord. No, no peace. <laughs> We're not praying peace no more in this situation because my peace has to go in order for some people to wake up. I got to show them that there's no peace here. I got to show them that they're losing their mind here. I got to show them that my covering is not here anymore. My, my mercies, are they've run out here. God is very patient with us, but he does get tired. He's very, 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 very patient with us. In certain situations, he's like, I, I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to move quickly. Some situations have been riding mercy for years, okay? Decades. He's removing his mercy from those situations and then people are going to feel it. They're going to feel it. They're going to feel what it's like to have to have to face God's judgment. And I'm not trying to preach fear into anybody, but I I think we 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 need to talk about the God who's a judge. He's a righteous judge. He's a rightful judge. He is. We can't just have people out here thinking that we can we can live any kind of way. We can do whatever we want to do. And there's no consequences. And there's no there's no you know, the wages of sin is death. That's the word. OK, God is very, very, very merciful. He loves us no matter what state of mind we in, no matter what lifestyle we live. But don't think don't get it twisted and think that you're going to be having peace and you're going to be just having all this joy in that lifestyle either, because that's not how it's going to go. That's not how God operates. Okay. He He loves you. Okay. No matter what you do, no matter what you, you know, he loves you through, through those disobedient seasons. But will you have the, will you have his approval on those disobedient, on that disobedience? No, you will not. His approval is not on disobedience. I'm sorry. He loves you. He accepts you. He accepts you. Yes. But his approval is not on what you're doing. OK, so we got to stop trying to say, well, God loves me and God accepts me for who I am. Yes, he does. But his approval is not on that on that sin there. His approval is not on that disobedience. His, his approval ain't on that relationship. OK, so we got to. That's a difference. OK, because anybody can say they saved and you know what I'm saying, say they living for God. But are you pleasing to him? Do you want to please him? Because when you want to please him, your approval is not only on you. His, his approval is not only on you, but it's on what you do as well. I, I, I'm, I'm pleased with you. I'm pleased with you. Not because of not just because of not just because of my love for you and I've not just because I've accepted you, but because your ways are are approved by me. Your ways are pleasing to me. I don't just want God's approval. Just based off of his love for me, just because um, just because um, I'm his daughter, you know, he loves me. It's automatic. Right. I want to be pleasing too. I want him to be pleased with me. I want him to say that's my daughter, but I'm pleased with her. I'm pleased with how she how she conducts herself, how she carries herself, what comes out of her mouth. I'm pleased. She has not, not only does she have my approval, but her lifestyle has my approval. 
Some people, God has, God has approved all of us. He loves us, right? He accepts all of us. But the lifestyle is what he doesn't accept. He doesn't accept everybody's lifestyle. Your life got to look like his, okay, in order for him to approve it and be in, in order for it to be acceptable to him and pleasing to him. Amen.